G'day, g'day, and welcome to another podcast of Gatesy Study on Bible Topics. It's almost a tongue twister for me. Now, so the last one, which I literally did 30 seconds ago, uh, was a recap on chapters one and two of Genesis. Um, a lot more of an in-depth look and seeing uh, God's heart for all of creation and for the man and woman that he put here on the earth. Uh, it's a portray. I'm trying to use the right words. It is a depiction of God's heart at the very start. Already knowing, so we know that God has full knowledge of everything that takes place on earth and what did take place and what's going to take place. Knowing all that, he still portrayed what his heart was for all of creation. And obviously creation did not follow God's heart for them because of their choice to walk away. So he already knew before the foundations of the world that he would have to sacrifice his son, but God was willing to do it because of the relationship that he always desired with his people, with his creation that was like him. He wanted such a relationship that he goes, regardless of me knowing that they're going to fall into sin and they're going to be deceived by the deceiver, the great deceiver, Satan, I am going to do it regardless because this is my heart, so I'm going to show them what I want. And even if they do, which I know they will, the option is there to not do it, but I know they're going to do it anyway. And when they do it, I have a plan that will take place over a great period of time, and there will be a great way to develop patience for people in this, that, yeah, the ultimate goal from, and we'll find out in chapter 3, how he lays out exactly what has to take place for man to be redeemed again, to be able to obtain relationship with God the Father again. All right? So let's get into it. So chapter 3, verses uh, – sorry, chapter uh, chapter 2, verse 25. I did not – there's a big break there for whatever reason, but it, it follows on with this for some reason. So the two of them were naked, the man and his wife, yet they felt no shame. And then it goes into verse 1 of chapter 3 for some reason. So God created them in all beauty. In complete nakedness, for there is, was nothing to be ashamed of because it was how God designed us to be, was to be able to feel the breeze on our entire bodies, which makes me smirk. And anyone that knows me could see that I could go two ways with that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, so God designed us perfectly, and that was to be completely naked because there was no reason to hide God's creation, okay? Uh, now, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild beasts that the Lord God had made. So if you've ever seen the vine of the snickerletter snag, this is exactly what that vine is portray portraying. So the serpent or the snake was the shrewdest. So let me just quickly look up. The definition of shrewd because I should actually have a proper dictionary by my side, shouldn't I? But Google's a beautiful thing as well. 
So if I can spell it correctly, there is a W before the D. Shrewdest meaning. So shrewdest, having or showing sharp powers of judgment, very astute. Yeah, right. So he was very, very sharp in his judgment of things. So he was a very, very smart cookie um, out of all the wild beasts that God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you shall not eat of any tree of the garden? The woman replied to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the other trees of the garden. Like, well, that's pretty interesting. A snake talking to a woman and the woman's like, hang on a minute. What's going on here? This seems a bit weird. So potentially the animals were talking or because it was such a new creation and a snake talking to her and they hadn't been on the earth long enough to think, now nah, this is actually weird. There's that possibility that it was only Satan that was able to talk or whether animals just talked in general. Or well, if God used a donkey later on to talk to one of his prophets, then there is a possibility. But it's not an absolute, all right? So that's just how I look at it, and that's a potential possibility. You can ask God when you get to heaven. <laughs> so for this talking snake, he chose the woman to talk to. Now, that's that's interesting. Why would he do that? And then for him to say, did God really say? You shall not eat of any tree of the garden. It's very, for him to be shrewd, it makes sense. For the way he portrays a question on challenging God's statement, even though that he knows God's statement is absolute and true, for him to choose a woman to speak to and say, did God really say that? That you can't eat of any tree of the garden. That's in my mind, looking at that as very, very, very subtle to challenge what God said by making her question it and to make a false statement like that you can't eat any tree of the garden. It's like, hang on a minute. God said every tree bar one. So he's very, very smart. And yeah, so the shrewdness is him to a T. Um, and the woman replied to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the other trees of the garden. It is only about fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, you shall not eat of it or touch it lest you die. Okay, so for her to say that the tree of good and evil is in the middle of the garden as well, they must have been side by side or very close proximity. And for the tree of life, to be in the center of the garden, it actually does make sense to have the tree of knowledge by its side because God is knowledge as well. God has all-knowing knowledge of good and of bad because he is God. He encompasses everything. So, okay, it does really make sense that both of those trees were in the middle of the garden because the middle... They, portray, they both portray that God is the center of everything. All right? Um, 
And she said, oh, no, we can we can eat fruit of of the other trees, of the garden, just not the fruit of this one. Because God said if we eat it or touch it, we will die. Now, God never said touch it, but whether she portrayed that of going, we shouldn't even touch it, because if we touch it, it's going to lead us to eating it, and when we eat it, we will die. That's a possibility. Or you can look at it like a child, like don't you, de- you don't eat that piece of chocolate, don't you do it, and then they go down and they lick it. And you're like, oh, don't even touch it, because touching it will lead to you eating it, possibly. But God never actually said not to touch it. And whether that's to touch the fruit or to touch the tree as a whole, I'm sure they could have actually climbed that tree and been fine. It was only when they ate of the fruit because it was very pleasing. But like we've read just before, all of it was pleasing. Every fruit was pleasing to the eye. It all smelt good, it looked good, and it would have tasted dang good as well. So she said, yeah, we can eat of all the trees except for this one because it will die. And verse 4, and the serpent said to the woman, ah, you're not going to die. But God knows that as soon as you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like a divine being who knows good and bad. He did not lie. That is a 100% truth statement right there, that if they ate of it, that they would know good and evil like a divine being who knows. So it's not saying that they will become God, but they will become like a divine being who understands right from wrong, from the evils, uh, understanding all of the uh, the negative emotions. So before that time, negative emotions did not exist. They weren't be able, they weren't able to comprehend them because God only instilled good things. He never made the bad things, but He gave them the opportunity to choose something that would reveal the bad things. Everything that is not of God was within that fruit. Okay? Um, You become like a divine being, knowing good and bad. When the woman saw that the tree was good for eating and a delight to the eyes, even though all the other trees were exactly the same, uh, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave some to her husband, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they perceived that they were naked and they sewed together fig leaves and made themselves loincloths. So from the statement that Satan made, which was a truth statement, when the woman saw the tree and saw that it was good, she uh, it was delightful to the eyes and that the tree was desirable as a source of wisdom. So who knows uh, the statement, curiosity killed the cat? In this statement, curiosity killed Adam and Eve. All right, so it wasn't them doubting, like Satan tried to put doubt in their mind. By putting doubt, he then created an opportunity to be curious. Okay, because doubt is the fear of expectations being unmet. That is what doubt is. So for them, doubt didn't exist because they didn't have any fear of unmet expectations. But he tried to create it by second-guessing themselves and then creating a curiosity point. It's in human nature to be curious about things, whether it's good or bad. 
and then it comes down to us standing on what is right as to whether we do those well like we follow those curiosity impulses in us all right so god created us to be curious to to look into things to to be able to make things to see what makes things tick god instilled that in us but it was never supposed to be used for bad and so she saw that it was good and she desired so she was curious in wanting to know this source of wisdom it's a cheat sheet the fruit was purely a cheat sheet to obtain everything that god already knew so rather than being in relationship with god she wanted to bypass it and know it straight away all right um and so she took her the fruit and ate it and she also gave it to her husband so in every other bible except for this one that i know of it says uh eve ate of the fruit and then gave it to adam who was there also so this one you do miss out on a bit but whether that's supposed to be like that or not because all the other bibles the way that's worded it can either be you can look at it like this she adam was either in the garden with her or he was actually by her side there so he was either with her right there and then or with her in the garden and she went and sought him and said look i took the fruit nothing happened and he's like what the heck are you doing oh well nothing happened okay or that he was right there and his curiosity as well but him not wanting to receive the consequences did not say anything and allowed his wife to be deceived and then when he saw so it says uh she gave it to her husband and he ate and then the eyes of both of them were opened and they perceived that they were naked so he didn't do anything until he saw there was no consequences to her action so letting go and okay we're going to surely die if we eat of this fruit uh you go ahead and do it i'll watch you and see what happens that's a possible thought process that he was going through i don't want to die i don't know what death is so i'm gonna let you go and find out what death is for yourself and then seeing that nothing happened goes i'm gonna give it a go and only when adam who all throughout scripture the man is the hierarchy of the family he is that sorry he is the head of the family he has the authority over the family and it's also his position position to protect the family all right so if the man takes authority and does something there's consequences for the entire family and for god to show this straight from the get-go that the woman may have done it but until the man took of it as well that was when the world was to crumble because it was the authority of man that god had bestowed upon him that he misused and because of that authority consequences followed for both of them okay and they perceived that they were naked so they didn't know that they were naked before but they were naked and it was good it was perfectly fine to be like that but when they perceived that they were naked every other bible says that they were ashamed and they went and covered themselves oops sorry so they perceived that they were naked what is the first thing that they did they covered their nakedness why would you cover your nakedness because of the shame that you felt because of your body so the first thing that 
humans realized when sin come into the world that they were ashamed of themselves. They were ashamed of this beauty that God had made and all of a sudden they this is like one of the worst characteristics that has followed history all throughout shame and embarrassment of ourselves self-judgment of our own bodies all right so that they quickly went we need to cover our private bits we need to cover ourselves why is that because we didn't want to we didn't want god to to see us naked and we didn't want to see our own nakedness i'd be happy seeing your nakedness but i don't want to see my nakedness so don't look at me i'm i am self-conscious about myself which never existed before um and they heard the sound of the lord moving around in the garden at the breezy time of the day and the man and his wife hid from the lord sorry hid from the lord god among the trees of the garden so verse 8 shows me that it was a common thing for God to be walking through the garden in the breezy time of the day. Or not necessarily the breezy time of the day, but that God walked in the garden regularly with them. Why is that? Because they could perceive God's footsteps in the garden compared to hearing all the other animals walking in the garden. If you've got a cow walking by, you can hear their clop, clop footsteps. But for God to be walking in the garden as another human being, sorry, not a human being, but another being that walks like Adam and Eve, they were able to distinguish that sound from all the others, which tells me that they've heard it quite a bit to know that it's God. And they've just gone, oh, crikey, we need to get away from this. We don't want God to see us like this. Why don't they want to see why don't they want God to see them in all the beauty that He made them? Because they perceived, they obtained knowledge that they were never supposed to know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so they went in, tried to hide from God's presence, which we all know is you cannot do that. Um, the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, where are you? Knowing full well, he knew exactly where he was, but he posed the question for the man to actually come to terms with it and be truthful and honest. He replied, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Then God asked, who told you you were naked? I knew you were naked the whole time, but that didn't matter because there was nothing to be ashamed about. So why do you now know you're naked? Why is it relevant to you unless you did something that I told you not to do? So disobeying God, full stop, is sin. All right, so doing what, going against what God has called us to do is sin. Whereas disobey, sorry, whereas obedience is the, God's love language. For him to say for his son that I am well pleased because Jesus followed everything that God had called him to do to an absolute T. Everything that Jesus did, he said, I only do what I see my father doing. So he was completely and utterly in obedience to his father and his father said, I am well pleased with you. 
okay? So I know you were naked, but why do you know that you're naked? What, and why did you want to hide from me? Did you think you could hide from me? Why would you do that? Uh, did you eat of the tree from which I had forbidden you to eat? Going, did you just sin in front of me? And the man said, the woman you put at my side. So at the moment, I'm just pointing my finger. Just picture, oh, the woman you put at my side, she gave me the tree and I ate. I was like, it's her fault. She did it. And then the Lord said to the woman, Oh, what is this you have done? The woman replied, and then she's pointing the finger. Oh, serpent, he duped me, and I ate it. Then the Lord said to the serpent, so he's literally just like, uh, 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 keeps turning his head. And so the serpent must have been there. For them to hide, he, God's timing is perfect in all things. And so they've just eaten of the fruit, and they're like, oh, no, we are naked. And so they've quickly grabbed the nearest tree and they've stitched it together to cover themselves. And at that moment that they've eaten the tree, it could have been less than 10 minutes that all of a sudden they've eaten it. Crap, we need to cover ourselves. And now that we've covered ourselves, oh no, God's now walking in the garden looking for us. We better hide right here. And Satan's just going, he, 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 and he's literally just watching the whole thing play out right in front of him. And so God rocks up, Satan's there, Adam and Eve are there they haven't even moved away from the tree far enough for god to put everything together so his timing is perfect in all things um and then the lord said to the servant because you did this more curses shall be you than all cattle sorry more cursed shall you be than all cattle and all the wild beasts your belly shall you crawl and dirt shall you eat all the days of your life I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. They shall strike at your head and you shall strike at their heel. And to the woman, he said, I will make most severe your pains in childbearing. In pain shall you bear children. Yet your urge shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. That's really interesting. So Adam was embarrassed and did not want to take... Uh, the authority of the situation, even though nothing happened until he took authority of the situation, right? And he wanted to pass the authority and the blame and going, I merely did it because of this woman, like the old handball, this woman that you gave me. Um, so for him, it became a selfish act of wanting to survive and not cop the consequences that were to come. And even though God said there will be consequences. So... He's eaten of it, and then God's looked to Eve. Sorry, he passed the blame off, and now he's looked to Eve, going, why did you do this thing? And she's like, oh, oh no, nah, it wasn't my fault. No, nah, that snake over there, he made me curious. I didn't want to eat of it because you said that we would die. But he made me curious about it, so I ate it because him. It's all his fault. And so she then passes the blame. And obviously the buck has to stop with the snake. Like there was no one else for him to blame sort of thing. So how much of that do we see in everyday life? None of us want to take the responsibility of our actions and receive the consequences that we deserve. And we want to be selfish and protect ourselves by palming it off to someone else rather than saying, 
I'm going to front up and admit that I was wrong. It's everywhere. See, I do it quite a lot and I'm trying my darndest not to, but, and it's something that God has to work through me to, to get out of this situation. Um, so because of that, God placed a curse. So for people to say that God doesn't curse things, that is a lie because a curse is put on something that is not of God. And when we get into the New Testament, I'll show you plenty of examples of that. All right. So snake, because of this deed that you did, you can no longer walk on your hands and your feet. You will be stuck to your belly eating dirt because your face will be literally scraping the ground at all times. So you'll be cursed more than the cattle and the wild beasts. So obviously a curse will be befall the cattle and the wild beasts. So after they were kicked out of the garden, what is a big thing that happened? All of a sudden carnivores existed. What is not a carnivore? A cattle. What's a cattle? Cows, sheep, goats, camels, chickens, all these mass produ- sorry, mass produced animals that are herbivores, they are now cursed as a prey to the wild beasts that now become predators and have the desire to eat meat. So because of man's consequences, all of creation that was under man's authority was now cursed because of him. So this is a massive chain reaction that man that has authority on earth that God gave to us, and he talks about it all throughout the New Testament, that this authority that has been given to me, and God, like Jesus displays it, and he makes people understand about the authority of heaven. And he's now gone in showing a chain reaction, going there is always consequences to your actions, whether it's good or bad. And so these bad actions you've just done, it's not only you that it affects, it affects your family, your household, it affects everything around you. And for Adam and Eve's case, it affected the entire earth. So God even cursed the soil that it would always produce weeds, that it was hard to work, that crops would not grow easily. And mass farming nowadays, I know being a farmhand that it is not an easy thing to obtain a good yield. There is a lot of work that has to go into it to get that crop at the end of the year. Whereas at the start, it was to be an easy process. But now there's cursed things, which are weeds, which are easily spreadable. They survive in terrible, terrible soil that a crop will struggle in. So even the soil was cursed. So yeah, there are so many consequences that happen because of man's big stuff up. Um, And go, I'm going to put enmity. I'm going to make the woman and you, Snake, I'm going to make you enemies. You are going to hate each other. You are going to have your head stepped on by the woman because she is fearful of you. And that fear is derived of the deception that the original snake caused. All right. And the snake is going to bite at the heel of the woman for the exact same reason going, because you ate this fruit, this is your fault that I am now on my belly that God cursed me. Yes. He wanted her to fall into sin, but Satan is not all-knowing. He only knows what he sees and understands at the time. So he spent time with God and understood a lot, 
but he didn't know that because he made man fall, that he would fall as well. Sorry, he had already fallen, but he did not know that he would be cursed the way that he was. And so it is a reaction from the first snake that all snakes are to bite the heel of the woman because it's her, in the his eyes, it is the woman's fault for eating it that he received this curse in the first place. Okay? And now to the woman. And because of you did this, the thing that should have been easy for you to populate the earth and you would have wanted to do it all the time, anytime, wherever, do the deed, get pregnant, pump out kids everywhere because that's what I called you to do. Because of that, your mission is still uh, producing plenty of kids, but now your consequence is you have to deal with pain because of it. This pain is a remembrance to you of what you did in the garden. You are still being obedient and following what I've called you to do by having children, but there will always be a reminder because of what you did. All right. So, yeah, it's quite severe, but God is severe to things that are not of him. All right. And we've got 40 seconds, so let's see how we to go. To Adam, he said, because you did as your wife said and ate of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat. I told you yourself that you shouldn't eat it, and yet you allowed your wife to eat it, and then you decided to because you didn't see an adverse reaction. Because of that, I've cursed. So cursed be the ground because of you. By toil shall you eat of it. So by the efforts that you put in, then you shall eat all the days of your life. All right. We're going to have to stop there because I've got 10 seconds to go. So, yeah, stay tuned for the next one. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed. See ya.